recording of a podcast called Java and Jesus with Kathy. I'm Kathy, and since it's called Java and Jesus, I probably should let you know what I'm drinking this morning, and I've got a cup of coffee with some cinnamon, a little bit of MCT oil, some cream, and a little bit of stevia just to sweeten it up for me. And so uh, let's get started. I, I want to just uh, share briefly why I'm even doing this. Um, journaling has been something that's really helped me over many, many years to just kind of get centered and, and uh, start my, my day, not to say I did it every single morning, but, but pretty regular. And um, it wasn't too long ago that I felt prompted by God to maybe go back and read some of my past entries and I kind of found it interesting and so I felt prompted to maybe take that look back together with with you folks and see if it isn't going to be something that maybe is helpful to other people. Anyway, how about before we get started, I just go over a few firsts. First, uh, as I said, my name is Kathy, and I want to let you get to know me just a little bit, my upbringing. I was raised in a Christian home, uh, went to church my whole life in a pretty conservative United Church background in, in the country. Uh, when I was 14, I went through the process of confirmation and gave you know my heart to the Lord at that time and uh, really meant it. But, you know, the teenage years did get to me, and I kind of slid away from, from the Lord and made some bad choices, and eventually I even ended up uh, being pregnant without a boyfriend even. And uh, uh, and then finally I did meet my husband. We married, and together we came back to the Lord, and that was the probably biggest blessing in our marriage. So talking about marriage, my husband's name is Rod, We've been married 37 years. Uh, it's going it's going well. It's going well. We're retired now and just really in a special season of, of life. We have three grown sons. We have two beautiful daughter-in-laws. And we have one fantastic little grandson who's seven who we just love to bits. We've been attending the same church for 35 years. And uh, I always joke with people and I say, we've checked it out and we're pretty sure we're going to stay after 35 years, I think so. So a little bit about my credentials. I actually do have my master's in theology. I love the word of God. And uh, over the years, I just would take courses because I love to study it. And eventually, it took me about 15 years, I ended up with uh, my bachelor's and then not too long after my, my master's. And so I joke with people and I say, either I'm a really slow learner or maybe I was just a busy person. So I'd prefer to think I was just a busy person. As I mentioned, this episode is the first one, and so let's talk about things that are first. Today is the first year, uh, first day of the new year, and uh, lots of people make New Year's resolutions, and I typically don't. So this is actually the first time that I've made a New Year's resolution, and my resolution for this year is to challenge myself the way I felt God said I should, and put together 52 of these hopefully inspirational episodes, posting one every Monday and starting with today, the first. So that is my resolution or uh, goal. I prefer maybe goal is a better way to say it. 
And I'm I'm really hoping that uh, I'll be able to do it. I tend to be fairly good on the stick through, at least I'm told that. And so uh, let's see, let's see how it goes. And I hope you're going to be with me on this journey. Uh, for another first uh, that this is my. Oh, I already said that. First time doing a podcast. So I'm not doing any editing or anything like that. I don't have the technology for that. So now I got a repeat right there. By the way, I recognize everybody's time is precious. I don't know how long these podcasts are going to be. Sometimes they may be longer, especially when I have a guest. And so we'll just play that one by ear. I know we all have the same 24 hours. Nobody has more time than anybody else. And so I really... I'm honored that you're taking any time even just to check me out. So let's get into a little bit of why I think the process of journaling has been so special and helpful to me. It has been one of the key ways, besides courses and other things, sermons, uh, being in a small group, leading small groups, all those are good things. But the the journaling has been my one-on-one time with God where I really kind of quiet myself, I focus. It It's helped me to kind of read a scripture, scripture and really meditate on it and, and really The Bible is, uh, I've seen this and I think it's a good little uh, acrostic, Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth. And so I don't know about you, but I kind of like things basic and, and simplified. And I know I need instructions and I'm on the earth at least for a bit longer, hopefully. And so I think the Bible is important. And it's it's God speaking to us. It's one of the main ways that he does speak to us. And so for me, journaling and sitting there with a Bible and a pen and, of course, my coffee or whatever it is that I'm drinking, usually coffee, though, I have to admit, uh, help me to focus. And maybe I have a short attention span, and that might be true, because I'm always thinking about more than one thing, it seems. And so to sit down, read some scripture, and uh, really focus on that is probably the best way that my attention really stayed on on task. So I would read some scripture uh, see if God highlighted anything. Sometimes I'd reread a portion, um, and then I would I think about it, and and then it's usually after that that you know the pen would start to flow, and it would usually be like a prayer, and and most often it was my response to God saying, God, I just read this, I've been thinking about it, and I can tell I'm falling short, and I'm really going to need your help. So I, I see that theme as a thread to a lot of my posts. And then it's like, I'm going to need your help to live it out. Because head knowledge isn't what what God wants when we read his word, he wants it to be something that goes from our head to our hearts, and from our hearts that you know, it motivates us. And of course, that's the tricky part, right? Um, the reading part, most people can manage. Even the thinking part, although that needs to require a little bit of more focus. Praying, most people get that they're supposed to pray and then living it out. That's where the rubber hits the road. And um, so I have a scripture that I want to share. Because one thing we do know, if if the word isn't actually doing something, then I have what you call 
uh, faith that's that's dead or faith without works because it hasn't changed anything it hasn't prompted you to put some work into yourself or into service or into building God's kingdom whatever it is so here's a scripture my first one that I'm going to share with you James 2:18 but some will say you have faith and I have works and I say show me your faith without your works and I will show uh you my faith by my works. And so uh, it's so true. It's words are cheap. Talk as cheap as they say. Show me, show me, don't tell me. Uh, verse 17, it goes on in, in James and it says, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Well, you don't have to really be a Bible scholar or a theologian in any fashion to, you know, decode that. Faith without works is dead. <laughs> it's pretty basic, right? Uh, so another thing about this whole thing of faith and the word of God doing something in us, Second Chronicles 3.18, the whole thing while we're here on earth is being more and more transformed into the image of Christ. That's the, the, the goal for us to be more and more transformed. That requires work. It requires change. I think about uh, years ago, this might be if I've got younger, anybody younger listening, used to be a, a time where there were these bracelets out or, or shirts, t-shirts, and it was WWJD, what would Jesus do? That's, a, that's actually, you know, another basic thing. Just think about what would Jesus do in this situation? And when we read his word, it gives us some insight into what he would do. So just a couple things there that, uh, to get us started. And then I'm in Florida right now, so most of my journals are back at home, and I didn't realize I was going to be doing this. So I have one journal that I would keep down in Florida, and instead of carrying it back and forth, they also have a Florida Bible, because Bibles are big and heavy. And um, so I would just leave them here. And I decided, well, let's see if there's anything from a January 1st in there that I can find and maybe just give you like a, a little sample of what, uh, what this looks like. And I found one it's from January 1st, 2017. And so I'm going to read you a little portion of scripture. This journal, which I'm going to be doing some sharing out of because it's the only one that I have here. Uh, is the message translation. And the message translation is not the translation you want to use if you're trying to determine doctrine or you're trying to do more of a deep dive kind of study. But it is a good one for just reading and, and getting kind of what is the tone, what is the, the main concept of, of this portion of scripture. So this one is entitled, and I'm going to read it to you, The Miraculous Release. And it's Acts 12, 7 through 15. Suddenly, there was an angel at his side and light flooding the room. The angel shook Peter and got him up. Hurry! I don't know what an angel sounds like, but anyway, hurry! The handcuffs fell off the wrists. The angel said, get dressed, put on your shoes. And Peter did it. Then grab your coat and let's get out of here. Peter followed him, but didn't believe it was really an angel. He thought he was dreaming. Past the first guard and then the second, they came to the iron gate that led into the city. It swung open before them on its own, and they were out on the street, free as the breeze. 
At the first intersection, the angel left him going his own way. That's when Peter realized it wasn't a dream. I can't believe it. This really happened. The master sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's vicious little production and the spectacle the Jewish mob was looking forward to. Just a side note, he was probably going to get executed. Uh, Going on, still shaking his head, amazed, he went to Mary's house, the Mary who was John Mark's mother. The house was packed with praying friends, and when he knocked on the door to the courtyard, a young woman named Rhoda came to see who it was. But then she recognized his voice, Peter's voice, and she was so excited and eager to tell everyone Peter was there that she forgot to open the door. She left him standing on the street. But they wouldn't believe her, dismissing her, dismissing her report. You're crazy, they said. She stuck by her story, insisting. They still wouldn't believe her and said, it must be an angel. Verse 16. I added one more. But Peter kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Well, I guess so, because they all thought he was in prison. So then I read that, and then I underlined the part that stood out to me was, You're crazy, they said. But she stuck to her story, insisting. So here's just a point of faith. Right When you are saying things, there's going to be people that literally say, you're crazy for believing in God, you know, and, and where is our resolve to say, um, I, don't, I don't really care if you say I'm crazy because I'm going to stick to my story and my story is that I believe in God, right? So that was the, the thought that kind of I connected with. And then I wrote this in my journal. And so a new year begins And it starts with a portion of scripture about a miracle. Nice. Peter couldn't even believe it at first and thought it was a dream. Rhoda believed it, but the others dismissed her. She kept insisting, and this is the challenge for me as a believer, that I would keep insisting that you are alive, dear Jesus, that you are still releasing miracles on the earth today, that you have a plan that I would be a woman in my generation who doesn't stop insisting regarding what I have seen, heard, and learned about you. Use me to stir up the faith in others. Keep increasing my faith all the days of my life. And then a little heart emoji. <laughs> and so those were those were my my little thoughts for that day. And you know what? That was in 2017. And they haven't changed. And as I read that, I feel like what I'm doing now in this podcast is hopefully stirring up others. It's going to be a lot of me even insisting that I believe in God. I believe in the word. I think it's inspired. I think it does so many wonderful things. It helps us. It guides us. It teaches us. It keeps us on track. It even uh, rebukes us or convicts us, right? And so... um, Here I am, uh, six years later, seven years later, and my heart for for God hasn't changed. Hopefully, if anything, it's it's being drawn closer to him. And so I think that might be a good place to end this first little podcast. And I just want to say a prayer over you. If you got this far, good for you, and thank you for sticking with me. So today, Lord... For all those that are hearing my voice, 
I pray that they got something out of this. I pray that there maybe is a word or a thought that you highlight to them that is going to be an encouragement for them. Whether they're listening to this on the first or maybe later on in the week, I pray, God, that you use it to be an encouragement and to draw people closer to you. And Father, I thank you. I thank you for the many opportunities that you've given me. And I thank you also for this one. It's one more time you're challenging me to step out and explore and grow. And so I thank you for that. So finally, God, bless this podcast. Let it go as far and wide as you want it to go. Let any attempts of the enemy to stop it, my lack of uh, knowing how to share it and do different things technology-wise, don't let that be a hindrance. Father, that people would share it and more would find out about what a good God you are. I love you and I thank you. And I say amen to my first Java and Jesus with Kathy podcast. And yes, I just was reminded by my son Mark and daughter-in-law B, who are both prolific podcasters, and they are acting as my production managers, and I couldn't have got this far without them. They said I need to end with a few housekeeping items. So if you ever want to get hold of me, if you have thoughts that you'd like to share, feel free to reach out. There's a special link in the podcast description below, or you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Java and Jesus with Kathy. Thanks and have a fantastic week. Bye.